Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. In recent months, Democrats and Republicans have pushed tough on China bills after public conflicts involving spy balloons, TikTok, and Beijing's leader visiting Russia. But the United States' booming natural gas export industry is worried about that trend, so much so that executives at LNG companies have been meeting with lawmakers to make their case. They say if the United States wants to sell more of its gas overseas, China will have to be part of the equation. So just how important is China to U.S. LNG, and how is Congress reacting to their concerns? Today, Politico's Ben LaFave on all that and more. It's Tuesday, April 4th. China is very important to the U.S. LNG industry. They're one of the biggest buyers of gas, like natural gas in the world. And for a long time, they had been seen as like the country that was going to sign a bunch of new long-term contracts with U.S. export companies. China was seen as particularly important because it was seen as with Chinese money, with Chinese pens, I guess, signing contracts, that was going to help kind of kick off another round or another wave of investment in LNG projects. So they're extremely important with the U.S. industry. Interesting. But now we're seeing U.S. lawmakers of both parties pursuing tough on China bills. And you're reporting that this trend is worrying the U.S. LNG industry, given that relationship you just established. So what's the main concerns of industry? Yeah, you know, we see, you know, lawmakers in Congress teeing up bills to ban TikTok to prevent the U.S. from sending barrels of oil from its strategic petroleum reserve to China. And the LNG industry is kind of worried, well, are there going to be any kind of export controls put on that would prevent us from shipping LNG to China, especially given that we're counting on Chinese appetite for natural gas to help fund another wave of investments in the industry? There's also a concern that with the political pressure against China coming from both parties, the industry can't really play one group off another. I mean, it's basically seen if there's one unifying policy point today, it's getting tough on China. And there's also the worry that just politically, even if the parties don't do anything that would set up a legal or regulatory roadblock against shipping gas to China, just the political messaging could dissuade some Chinese companies from wanting to get involved. Right. And you're reporting that the industry is trying to get on top of that and that representatives of LNG have been meeting with senators to make the case that China is a crucial market for U.S. energy exports. So how have Republican senators responded, you know, who are interesting because they've, we know, have been criticizing Chinese involvement in clean energy projects in the United States. So are we seeing something similar here or not really? Yeah, it's interesting because we're not. You know, as we mentioned, we've seen a bipartisan push against many things Chinese, Chinese tech companies. We saw Republicans, Marco Rubio, Republican senator from Florida, come out and try to kill a deal that Ford Motors was going to do for a battery plant that would have used some Chinese technology. But when when it comes to LNG, there seems to be a 
pretty big consensus among Republicans in particular that business is business. Why would we get you know in the middle of this? We had heard that Rubio in particular had been kind of looking at ways to maybe reduce the, the amount of U.S. oil and gas going to China. You know, we heard from industry officials saying they had had meetings with Rubio's office to kind of talk him off the ledge on that. But, you know, as we mentioned in the story, even Ted Cruz, the Texas senator who's been one of the toughest on China, at least rhetorically, come out and say individuals and companies can do business with China. We're not boycotting the nation as a whole, is what he told us. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy saying on CNBC, why wouldn't we want China dependent on our natural gas for their own economy? So it kind of seems to be cutting both in two different ways. If, if you're a tech company, I guess you could honestly say if you were Ford, why wouldn't we want to build battery plants in the U.S., even if it uses Chinese technology? But if we're sending gas to China, you know, I guess it's not as big of a deal for many Republicans. That's interesting. And then what's the outlook then for the U.S.-China LNG relationship? And especially as we've seen with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, more cargoes going to Europe. Yeah, you know, it'll be interesting. Uh, China had been seen for a number of years as one of the principal potential financers of a new wave of U.S. LNG um, investment. There had been some thought, I think at some point, that demand from Europe, now that Russia is kind of mostly out of the, the natural gas market over there, that Europe would kind of come in and help offset some of that demand from China and that we would be signing more long-term contracts with European countries. But we haven't really seen that happen yet. There's been some contract signed between Germany and the U.S., and but there's been nothing of a scale that when I talk to industry officials, they would say, given what's going on with Europe and given the role that Russia had been playing in the European market, given that Europe has to find a new kind of big source of gas now that Russians out of the picture. They're not seeing as many contracts between U.S. and European companies that they would have expected. China's still going to loom large in the picture of if the U.S. wants to export more LNG, China is going to be the most likely candidate for being that customer. Also, the Interior Department has cleared the way for a milestone. For the first time, a commercial-scale offshore wind energy project can start turbine construction in U.S. federal waters. That's what the agency announced on Monday, after the Bureau of Safety and Environmental Enforcement completed its review of critical design and installation reports for the South Fork Wind Project. That project will be built off the coast of New York and Rhode Island with an estimated completion date of summer 2023, and it's expected to have capacity to generate 130 megawatts of wind energy, or enough power for 70,000 homes. It's only the second such project that's been approved by Interior, following the Vineyard Wind Project offshore of Massachusetts. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.